Listener warning, this episode contains adult content and is not suitable for children. Welcome back to the Half-Baked Book Club. I'm Lana. And I'm Dylan. And we are back with our most recent book recap. This week, we read I Kissed Cheryl Wheeler by Casey McQuiston. Yeah. And, you know, as per usual, sorry that we aren't, you know, on time or whatever. We... <laughs> we Life. Fully- let's tell you a funny story about random recap last week um we fully intended to give you an episode in fact we recorded a full ass episode a great episode a really fun episode but we did it um I was gonna say remotely but like we normally do it remotely which is yeah I guess I consider away from each other but we did it on location okay I said I guess I'll say that we did it together on location phone tech did not save it but we were literally fangirling so hard why why dylan (laughs) because taylor announced her tour literally like 15 minutes before we were about to record yeah and i'm like how are we supposed to work when we have to plan where we're going what we're doing what we're wearing how we're gonna have enough money to afford this oh my god like i'm never gonna be able to financially recover from this no for real and i saw um at target like they're getting all the christmas stuff ready because like of course i have to take my daily trip to target (laughs) yeah but like they have all the gift cards out and there was a gift card for airbnb and i'm like yo that's a good gift card. That's a good. That's gift a really card. gift card. Like yeah. if you guys are like, what do I get this person? They buy themselves everything. A hundred dollar Airbnb gift card. I'd be psyched. Like, right? Be so you can nice. do so much. You can and do so much. We're speaking of Christmas. Save it. I feel listen. like we should make a random recap. Mm-hmm. This is like an idea. I'll write this down. I think we okay. should do a random recap of like, um, like book, like Christmas ideas for like bookish people, and like we can share like things oh that we think would be like super cute or or we liked or whatever because and I'll share this one because it has a plug for you if you guys go to our links there's a link for um Lana's book of the month oh. um book of the month I only bring this up because my dad just asked me like some ideas for my stepmom and my stepmom uh-huh. was a huge reader and I'm like get her a book of a month subscription yeah, for the year the gift that keeps on giving and, like oh yeah especially yearly love one. that like get mm-hmm. a get a yearly one like you're gonna spend a lot of money on things that are gonna be just whatever like for a book person like it's super exciting and she also reads on like an, a huge ipad and I'm like get her a kindle oh yeah so kindle. we're gonna and we together on do. sunday so we're gonna figure it out <laughs> hopefully she doesn't listen she does not listen to this podcast I know um you know funny so you're my like, sister it's does, a good so... thing my parents don't listen, don't listen. it's a good thing yeah. they're not as supportive as I wish they were <laughs> um but those are like really really great plugs and then obviously like Lana just makes really cute shit for whatever you're into so oh, that's so check nice out glittery hippie especially since oh we're talking God. about Taylor because well the that is, is how we met and that is how we started talking is because you had Taylor merch on your table yeah so. we we will definitely get to our recap of Cheryl Wheeler but we just need a kiki because we skipped random recap and you guys are probably like wait what happened normally it's every other every other but we did a whole really fun honestly I don't even remember the shows because as we talk about them I will delete them from my notepad so I don't even Ugh. remember what shows I recapped what we mm. talked about <laughs> um but I guess um my side piece before we get go mm-hmm. into the recap I the Taylor Swift workouts on Apple Fitness. This is not normally I would normally say a show, movie, podcast, whatever, but this has gotten me out of like not working out for the past however long. The dance workout, if you're not normally somebody who likes to sweat or do it is so fun, especially if you love Taylor, you will be singing the whole time, smiling, laughing. Like you, you can laugh at yourself because yeah, like I imagine Taylor Swift trying to like learn choreography for her tours and like I was like this is me awkward messing up a step but then you Mm -hmm. you get back into it and you laugh at yourself and you keep going and then by the time the song's done you're like oh shit I know this okay and you feel good and you're like yeah what a great mood booster so that's my side piece I might also plug real quick that there's a new Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie on Netflix so Ooh, I started I watching movie. it this morning, so I can't okay. give like a full recap, but it's a cute okay. premise. I like it yeah. so far. And... I have gone into Hulu and like recorded all of the upcoming like Lifetime Christmas movies mm-hmm. so that once they come out, I have them. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can watch them all because I love a Christmas movie. Like I ordered three Christmas like spicy books today by like one of our favorite authors, Jenica Snow, like posted. She's got them and I'm like, say less, say less Christmas romance. I love to see it. So yeah. Um, side piece. I, I guess just from, yeah, from last week, I will just say guys, like, I don't, I just feel sad because we talked about it like so great the last episode, but it is what it is. Here's the thing. People don't listen to every episode. This (laughs) might be the only But um, But the House of Dragon finale was incredible and Mm -hmm. so and now that it's over you can watch the whole thing so go back and watch it if you have hbo it's really great if you don't have hbo like get the little 30-day trial whatever binge it and then i know because honestly i'm i will probably cancel now that it's not on like i i there's only a couple i don't have like a million shows that i watch on there um and it's mm-hmm. not like they have like any particular movies or whatever and it's just like I hate having I remember to things oh I remember reading that and people this like financial guy they're like how do you watch all these shows everybody watches without like going broke and he's like you yeah. know kind of you know be pick and pick and choose but also realize yeah. you don't have to pay for them all at once like watch a show yeah. binge it for a month or two and then turn off that subscription and try something else and I'm like that must be so nice to have that much discipline because <laughs> yeah, I'm sometimes I'm good with subscription cancellations. Like I literally did like the two month thing for Apple music just yeah. to see what's going on with Taylor mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I hope I remember this in January or whatever, but we'll see. I'll get a charge and then I'll remember, but She's the one who got me signed up to Apple music in the first place when she did 1989 world tour video on there I didn't get to go to that tour I love that makes me sad but anyways about Shara Wheeler Shara Wheeler um how did you like was this our first YA yeah because I would say this is like a true YA yeah yeah yeah. it's for sure YA like not not at all if you came for red white and royal blue no this is not it no i'll be honest guys i enjoyed it i was was hoping it was damn it (laughs) i was like give me some like really good sapphic nope nope is okay now casey mcquista and you probably if you've heard of this author know her from red white Mm. and royal blue but they also have I Kiss Shara Wheeler and then stop. One Last Stop. Is One Last Stop why I haven't I read don't it? Know. I guess I'll I find out. I do have it. I have it. Book of the Month. I have it too. And I just, I haven't, yeah, I haven't read it. Maybe we'll like it. a buddy read it, but like not on go. the podcast because then there's yeah. no deadline. It's longer page count and that's why I haven't chosen it. That's why I did choose this YA. But now I'm like, hmm. Had I known, I don't know. I do think it's an important read and I'm happy that we did read a while yeah. book because I think now I can recommend it. So like a young adult, man, woman, non-binary, whatever. I can say mm-hmm. like, this isn't a, a good read. Like if you want to know um, a little bit more about the queer world of teenagers in the South, I think it's really yeah. interesting. And I really liked that take on it. Like I tabbed a few things, but you want to recap it? A short yeah, recap? I it was not what I really, expected at all. Yeah, no, it which was not. I guess I didn't really like read. Honestly, the cover is just beautiful, and it was Casey McQuiston, and I, I was like sold. <laughs> so I didn't really yeah. know what it was, but I don't really think that the like about really gave like a premise either. Um, but basically, this girl um, is it's it's like it kind of reminds me of like if you watch Gilmore Girls like Paris and Rory and obviously they're not a, a mm. thing but just these two girls that are competitive with each other throughout their school careers right that yes. they're like vying to be valedictorian and they it's that you know like frenemies situation like <laughs> they're pushing each other to be their best and they're competing against each other to be the best not and- just any school a christian academy in the in alabama in alabama like Mm -hmm. the just the most southern you could get basically um and so um the one and why can't i even think of her name now 
What is the girl's name? Oh, the main girl. What's her name? Yeah. Why was my brain going to say Violet? Chloe. Gee. Oh, Chloe. Chloe. Yes, yes, yes. Gosh, I'm like, wow. I know Charlotte's name. Obviously, it's on the book. Yeah. Chloe. So Chloe can't stand Shara. Shara's like this perfect blonde, you know, cheerleader boyfriend, all the things, right? And like they're vying for this where Chloe has two moms and she's out and she's from California and she's just very different from everybody around her. And she's found friends at school and kind of made her own little queer community in the school and feels very much like, you know, she can't wait to get the hell out of this town and stuff. And she doesn't really understand everybody like being Mm -hmm. so into all of that. Anyways, she runs into Shara in an elevator and Shara kisses her and she's like, what just happened? Like, I can't stand this girl. She's Miss Perfect, blah, 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 with her boyfriend. And she just kissed me and then ran and and disappears. And no one knows where she is. And she's not at school and she's not whatever. So then she goes to um, she goes to the house because she is like so determined to bring this girl down and to be the next valedictorian. And she is not going to win by default. <laughs> she wants Shara back at school so she can beat her the right way. She She's like, put your dukes up. Let's get down to it. <laughs> yeah, she goes. <laughs> and um, she goes to go. And all of a sudden there's this boy that is like the, you know, uh, misunderstood, angsty you know, boy, angsty next door. boy next door he's in there and he's also looking Rory. Yep. And he's also looking for Shara and she kissed him and ran away. And so it's now you're kind of getting that the book is I kissed Shara Wheeler. She's kissed, you know, these people and then ran off and like left them, um, these little clues to find COVID who (laughs) (laughs) mono what? Um, because then she also has this boyfriend Smith. And so star quarterback, exactly who you imagine, like the popular blonde hair, blue eyes girl. And And then this like perfect football boyfriend and the angsty boy neighbor that's always been in love with her and just all this stuff. And they're all then the three of them team up begrudgingly because they're not friends. They don't really care for each other. Mm -hmm. They don't know each other. All of them. Smith and Rory were friends. They're not anymore. They're all trying to find her and follow these clues. And, you know, she's leaving just all these things, whatever. And it becomes like all consuming. And it reminded me a lot of mean girls where like, they're so consumed with bringing down Regina George that they're mm-hmm. neglecting all their other things. And Chloe is getting so obsessed with finding Shara and bringing her down that, you know, she's neglecting her friends and what's going on in their lives and mm-hmm. all of this stuff. And so you knew that was going to come to a head. And essentially um, in this path of finding her, do they kind of figure more things out about themselves? Like mm-hmm. Chloe knew who she was and how she felt about people, but she didn't know that Shara did. And what we find out, which I really loved that it wasn't just about them, is that Smith and Rory um, I loved that, but were were yeah. friends and they they stopped being friends and they both had different different uh thoughts of like or, or memories of how that ended and why they weren't friends anymore as many do yeah and what you come to find out is that they are in love with each other Mm -hmm. um and and they because of the south and all of these things and what they thought and what they did they didn't um they didn't choose that path right and they both kind of you know you had smith that really cares about shara and, you know, is his girlfriend and is whatever and all these things. He's not a bad guy, but has feelings for Rory. Rory has feelings for him. And they it's it was just this very thing that they're all kind of forced to deal with as they're chasing Shara. And so once the guys figure that out, they're like, okay, well, we're going to be together. And they kind of go off. And so then it's Chloe that's just obsessed with finding her and bringing mm-hmm. her down. And when she finally mm-hmm. sees her, they find her, they follow all the clues she's she's like she's so angry about the whole thing and the way that this is all gone um that she's kind of not hearing what Shara's saying and that like she mm. does have feelings for her or whatever and it's this not that Shara was a mean girl because she's not but just well she way... kind of was admittedly in well some right the, the, where she's the, like the different... I lied to a lot of you I did this she lied to a ton of people yeah. right but she I'm saying like not like a like, like making everybody look for her bully. necklace and stuff <laughs> 
yeah like just just a very complicated character right and she's like not apologizing and she's not you know like eating crow the way that chloe wants her to and so she's like just because y'all think i'm perfect doesn't mean i have to be like i'm still a human and right and i feel don't forget who her dad is either yes i was gonna say that her dad is the principal and you know this whole time that she's missing you know her they're they're punishing students and putting students in attention if they're bringing her up or you know not going with the story that her parents have put out that she's like visiting a sick relative um which then makes everybody think she's like secretly pregnant off somewhere just just the you know the small town anything but gay (laughs) In the religious right. Yeah, we'd rather have her be a knocked up teenager than gay. Oh, what the hell? Um, just just wild, you know, all of that kind of stuff ensues and what you're dealing with. And then um, you know, her finally figuring everything out, um, apologizing, trying to make amends with with Chloe and everybody, and Chloe's just not accepting of it at all. And um her Shara's dad, who is the principal, is like had enough of their shenanigans and pranks as they're chasing her and, you know, skipping and all of this stuff and whatever. And so um, he bans um, Chloe from, even though she won valedictorian, from being the valedictorian to like give the speech and stuff and, and to graduate. And that kind of all of a sudden, that stance that he takes sets everything else in motion for Shara to stand up to him for the school to stand up to him. And for a lot of people who were hiding how they felt or who they really were to kind of have this symbol to stand behind in support of Chloe of also support of themselves. So it kind of brings everybody together and where Chloe has thought this whole time in the school, that she was alone besides her couple of friends that she found. And why would you want to live in a town like this and these people and da da da. But along the way, she makes friends with people. She gets to know people better. You know, characters like Smith, this jock football player that she just automatically didn't like, realizing that she really likes him and yeah. and cares about him and him and Rory and like. Is it Smith into show tunes and stuff too? Yes, and Smith wanted the makeup like these little, and like they're they really thought well that... thought out characters. Like yes. I really liked the characters. I liked Ash. Um, I liked yeah. a lot of the characters. I loved how like very diverse. They thought that Smith group. was doing the the um the musical just to be like whatever a jerk to like have credit, but like he really loves musicals and like wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And how much like they were just awful to him, but he like really was doing it because he wanted to, you know, just. Yeah, she's like, he's just here to like make fun of us, and he's like, no, he's really into it. He's really <laughs> into it. Um, though I just thought it was really great. So the kids do their own, they rally their own graduation ceremony at one of the other students. Dad owns like a car dealership and they have it there. Blessed so many be people, the fruits. <laughs> somebody goes there and you know, they get the news cameras there and all of this stuff. And um the uh the one of the boys, oh Smith actually who has, you know, all of these scholarships and all this stuff. And it's the reason he's kind of let certain things go for forever is because he doesn't want to ruin that, his chance of a scholarship and all of that. And he then he sees a reporter and feels like if he can give this person the material that they've found in this hunt for Shara, they've found out the truth of some bad dealings and white collar crimes that the dad has done. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gives it to them, which brings down the principal and you know, destroys everything and kind of allows the school, you know, and the students to kind of start over. And Chloe's like so excited about it and then finds out that it was Shara behind all of that, giving them the information and turning on her dad, um, you know, as like her, you know, her way of fighting back and just, you know, brings the whole thing along that, you know, she she does understand that she's hurt people and she understands like the role she's kind of played in all of that, but also what that kind of upbringing and family and parents has done to her, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just her and Chloe finally mm-hmm. coming to, you know, coming together at the end. Um, And just like how it's kind of like that found family situation where like, I guess 
like Shara's mom comes around and she's okay. And then, but especially like Chloe's moms who are just like wonderful and welcoming mm-hmm. to her mm-hmm. and all of the friends that, you know, because Shara or Chloe has friends now Shara is making friends with them. And, you know, it was very much like to me in my head, like the mean girl at the end of it, where they're like all the different groups and they're waving at each other on the lawn. Yeah. You know, and We're it's all like, okay now that's what, that's what I imagine. world. Like, yeah. yeah. I imagine this being like similar to I Turned Pretty. I think it could be a really good like Amazon Prime or a Netflix like YA. I would say yeah. movie. I don't think a series is is necessary, but a movie would be cute, I think. I don't know. I enjoyed it, but yeah, it was why it was YA. Very YA. Very YA. Like, but adorable. Like an yeah. adorable, like cute, cozy read. But I would say like absolutely for teenagers like adults obviously oh, but yeah. like your teenagers can read this Absolutely. I think it's a great way so There's I did say it was a diverse cast but let me correct myself it it is mostly I would say white characters so when I say diverse I mean like sexual identity gender diverse. identity diverse yeah um because there's lots of characters and each almost each one is explained is what I found interesting where it's like well how do I know if I'm bi or how do I know if maybe like hold on this was one of my favorite things talking about non-binary because I'm just like hmm um oh my god no this was just like a funny line like (laughs) we all have our own ideas of fun and false speech right Rory pushes her up onto the desk you get horny for books (laughs) And I just laughed. <laughs> you get horny for books. And I was like, mm, relatable. You get horny um, for books. And I no, do this. <clears throat> this is something that made me kind of like, I don't want to say I didn't like understand non-binary, but I think no matter how much you can say like, oh, I understand that until you're living it or living through it, or just maybe somebody needs to put it the right way that you're like, yeah, oh, hmm, that clicked. And I think that's important for a young person to read because maybe they're in a questioning phase of their life and maybe mm-hmm. reading more about each one of these things are like, oh, I've, I relate to that. Not yeah. that you need a title or a label for anything, like you're a human being, period. But um, when Ash was talking to Smith about mm-hmm. like how he feels, cause Smith's like, well, how do you know, like, how did you know you were non-binary kind of asking some like cringy questions, but that those are the questions that are usually but with asked good intentions, right? Right. Like, like it he wasn't was mean. He was curious because yes. <laughs> he himself was confused. And I think, I think too, like, that's a good point of people reading it and understanding more, but also like a lot of these kids, especially in places like this, that maybe you're not around anyone like that, or you've never mm-hmm. met someone like that before. And so to ask a question in a respectful way, right? Like some mm-hmm. of it's cringy, but it's not like it's disrespectful. It's a curiosity question that comes from yeah. a good place. I think it's most people, and obviously like I can't speak for the queer community, but I think you'd much rather have somebody ask you a a question right Mm -hmm. because they want to learn more than to assume something or to not understand you know just because they're afraid to ask like reading is such a um like amazing way to learn and especially like stories like this that are are definitely geared to younger people like I enjoyed this because sometimes we need to relearn as a high school because we didn't go through this when we were younger like oh right I didn't know I found one traffic light was like not about this at all I had I had friends who was like very clear clear that they were queer right like right Mm -hmm. and none of them came out until after high school and it's like it was just okay he was on cheer with us and we know we didn't Britney have... Spears, then it was like come on dude and, and he literally started crying he's like you know why like you know why I can't and I was like dude let me just hug you yeah. like, because that is how it is for a lot of people and mm-hmm. I just thought that like her way of explaining non-binary too because like that was just something people get upset like uh you know they is plural and blah, blah, blah. like you're so concerned about learning to use the word they when in reality it's like somebody's identity and how they felt like their whole life yeah. so um she said you know if being a guy feels like something you have to do like it's an obligation or something maybe think about that and I was mm-hmm. like damn because I'm like I don't think I'd consider myself non-binary but I think 
at one point in my life, I really enjoyed, and I could even call this like masking, but I love doing like pageants and being very like femme, very girly. I love that. And I am definitely at a point in my life where like putting on what I have to do to be a woman feels like an obligation sometimes. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I felt that. I don't recognize myself necessarily as a he or a they. I definitely still feel like a woman, but mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that makes more sense to me because like, yeah. like your gender is an obligation. I'm like, fuck man, because you get one life to live and no one else and how their comfort is like should determine how you want to live your life. Mm-hmm. Even And I think family. the way, the way that they phrase that too, I feel like you could insert like, not just your gender, Mm. but your sexuality. Mm. And like, if you feel, you know, this, like as a woman, like that you to date a man feels uncomfortable. It doesn't feel right. It feels wrong. Like feels like an obligation. It feels like a think about that. Right. Like you feel like you have to, because you've been whatever, but that's not what you feel like. That's, I felt like it was such a good way to phrase it. You could insert so many things in the way that they phrase that. And that's what I mean. Like, I think it's so good for younger kids to read like Mm -hmm. that and the books that they've made for children I look at them all the time and I I'm excited to get different ones is like Harrison becomes more of an Mm -hmm. advanced like reader where there's those like you know there's different books about um you know drag queens and you know I love that boys can you know or they have the the I love where they do the drag queen like story times and things like that because I think Wait, what you'll have to send me links. I'm not familiar. I don't know if I've I... seen one locally, but I I would love to take the kids to it. Um, I know where my friend Kate lives. They have them all the time, and her boys love it. Um, yeah, like things like that. Introducing your kids very very young to that concept and that idea, it is not going to influence your child and make them go any kind of way. It is going to make your child understand that no matter who they are or but how they're they not feel, weird exactly that it is absolutely normal whatever it is and it's normal and you don't care and you if love it doesn't them, in, if it doesn't involve us. animals or children you're good you're normal you're, everything you're else good. is good it you're doesn't good. matter it doesn't matter Period. i love it <laughs> animals or babies you're good you're fine like as long as each party is old enough to old enough to consent or you know in the same Mm -hmm. form as your body yeah human and not an animal i know it sounds crazy that i have to say that but it is true um you have to but no i completely agree i have this book that like i just showed you yeah obviously we're not like visual but it's called the everybody book the lgbtq plus inclusive guide for kids about sex gender bodies and families and i'll be honest like both of my kids they're five years old and autistic they are not ready for this but i wanted to be able to go through it myself and be like when are they ready what's Mm -hmm. appropriate that's the other thing nobody's responsible for like making sure the material your child is reading is appropriate except you you so Mm -hmm. don't put that on anybody else but right. um, might I say, you guys may or may not know if you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, anything, how much I love the killers. And this book um, started out with a killer's quote. It started out with a kiss, which I just think was so cute. Yeah. But then they quote the killers again. And I'm like, this author's cool. We could party because obviously she's a fan. But um, yeah. the fact that later on, they say, he never says which one he's jealous of. And mm-hmm. I just thought about that and I was like, oh my God, Brandon Flowers, are you a bisexual king? Like, I don't know, but yeah. I loved that. Like now I can't listen to that song without being like, hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Brightside listening to that. I mean, could be. I just never thought about it. I, right. With every Taylor Swift song, I'm picking that shit apart, <laughs> but I've never thought about the other band that I'm like, I wouldn't say yeah. equally obsessed, but like. Yeah. right up there that's um, so funny I have one more tab and I don't remember what it was and then I'll do favorite character least favorite character mm-hmm. um, blah, blah, blah. it was an easy choice not to go back in the closet when she got here but if she'd grown up here she might never have come out at all yeah she might have been a completely different person there's so much to it here so much that nobody tells anyone about yeah 
And I just think I got into it online on my, uh, you know, on my TikTok with people with like mm. biphobic comments because it is just so hard for people to understand. And I think some of that was in here a little bit where um, Chloe was almost aggravated at Shara. Like you've lived this beautiful life. Like I get called in the principal's office for what I wear, how I look, my eyeliner, everything because I'm being targeted because I'm queer and you sit, you know, silver spoon in your mouth having this perfect like hetero facing relationship, like kind of like fuck off. I think there is almost that attitude for, I don't want to say bi men. Maybe there is, I can't speak to that, but I can speak to being a bi woman. And there is like an unwelcoming atmosphere. Like you think, Oh God, I'm finally free. I'm finally out of a closet. I can be honest with my parents, my family, whoever. But when sometimes when you go in the queer community, it's like, Mm, bi girls like um need not apply like not interested and there's a stigma that like bi people in general like I guess cheat more because they're attracted to more types of people which I'm like make it make sense make it make sense because a cheater is a cheater period like they but, like, just exist just because it's just not... because like I used to be attracted in the parent trap. I used to be attracted. It's like I was attracted to the dad. And mm-hmm. like now I'm attracted to grown up Lindsay Lohan in this Christmas movie. Like I can't help that. Mm-hmm. That's just there. Meredith Blake for me. <laughs> Meredith Blake. Yeah. Did but you see like- her on TikTok? she lives in Georgia. So like the election is a big thing. And she's in her front lawn with all of these like pride flags and all this stuff like dancing on election day. And everybody's like, Meredith Blake uh, and Sugar Mama. We love to see yeah. it. Oh my God. Queen, but Ally Queen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think there were a lot of really good points. So I'm glad I I'm glad I did read it. Um, if you're somebody who's looking for spice or like some sapphic hot stuff, there's not yeah. a lot. Like there were definitely some scenes where I was like, oh, okay, but not like it's I don't know. I would say it's appropriate for like 13, 14. It's a, right. It's a, it's a, it is a true YA book. Cause I feel like yeah. sometimes like they will say like, Oh, something's in the Akatar YA. And I'm like, that's not YA. No, no. I remember reading Sparks books and being like, this is pretty spicy. And like now, I don't know, like your spice scale changes, right? Yes. Like as you yeah. age experience things, like I just finished reading the second Olympus Mount Olympus books from Katie mm. Robert so mm. it's Neon Gods Electric Idol and then I think Wicked Beauty and I just like was not feeling it like there was spice but it just like maybe I'm just not into fake dating trope I think maybe do you like a fake dating trope okay no. there was just too much of like ah he doesn't know how much I care you know this isn't real it feels real but obviously yeah. it's not and then the same thing on his end and then it's like and then he's next thing it's like boom now he's fingering her and you're like wait a second why can we have all just had a conversation <laughs> and still done, had that part like that's fine yeah so I'm like you waste a lot of pages on that and I don't feel like Casey McQuiston like wasted any pages I felt like everything in here was good it was funny it was like that whodunit like we're getting to the next envelope we're going to the yeah. next location a little I don't well, know I liked I, I liked because I didn't like you said we didn't really know what it was and I thought it was going to be one thing and it was something different I loved that it had like it wasn't just Chloe and Shara it was you know it was Smith and Rory it was her friends it was other kids in the school it was you know, growing up in a small town and the, the judgment that's going both ways, right? Like you said, Chloe says, Chloe's so like out and whatever from California and her moms Mm -hmm. and has always felt that very strong, like, you know, this is where we are and da, 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 da. And like, you know, we're not hiding anything. And then she comes to realize in the end that had she grown up there, it's not as easy as she thought it was as an outsider to, to do that, to have those people do that. Like you want them to, but you don't know until you're in it. And then she also found in all of this, the beautiful things of living in a small town. Mm-hmm. There are these things that, you know, you can find and you can find your people and it's, it's not strawberry ice cream, not just, you know, the, all of the bad, right? Like she couldn't understand like her mom being happy to be there or whatever. And she's kind of discovering those things too. So I liked it kind of showing so many different angles of stuff not just what you thought it was going to be. Um, and I loved it. I, I honestly just like, I really loved the guy 
um the guys part of this like i, I was thought gonna that was say fave a... character smith least favorite smith. character yeah the, the principal or dean whatever yeah the stupid dean yep. yeah he was just i would agree and then accepting find, finding out he was accepting bribes for students to get into college and that like chloe's like scores and becky is that you <laughs> all of chloe's scores were like changed and all this shit i just loved when she was just like i'm ready to dye my hair i'm ready to like rebel <laughs> like mm-hmm. she was just pissing people off left and right yep Who's your fave? I was gonna say Smith. Smith I, was your favorite. I loved that entire storyline. Like he's my Tom from, Brady. <laughs> from the minute though that like he was introduced, because I I feel like I even had like a prejudgmental like in my head of what he was gonna be like, and he he's was obviously wearing all, a Latterman jacket for sure. Not <laughs> at all what you thought he was gonna be, and yeah. you know from from the beginning to the end, as more as you know about him, I really loved his storyline um him and Rory but I just Smith the most and then yeah the principal was just the absolute worst character of this whole thing like well I'm sure you know unfortunately since you won't be there um I guess you won't be able to read your speech like hope you didn't write it and she's like written like 500 yeah no just like an absolute dick like for so many reasons and then when you find out like is actually doing crimes like not just being a bigot but also just doing illegal shit um you're like "Mm -hmm. karma is my boyfriend honestly it's like that internalized homophobia where you're like are you a little gay is that why we're so upset like why should it like why should it matter like how is what am i doing in the bedroom that's affecting your life sir Mm -hmm. i don't know why you're so upset can I tell some like, this will be hilarious if anybody in my hometown listens to this. I have the perfect example of that. Please. I love it. Because <laughs> I, I won't give names, but there was a boy. He, I say boy, he's in a man now, but when we were younger, who was, I, I don't know if it was a year or two younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and was one of those people that was just outwardly um, homophobic always saying you know the slurs i was gonna say all the time just absolute like whatever was always flirting with my friends and i and then um dated one of our one of our friends for like i don't know maybe a year two years whatever they're dating and one of our guy friends um he senior year don't you say him on grinder (laughs) No, 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 no. It's, it's so much better. Comes oh. out to us. Comes out to us. Okay. And we were surprised. I, it was someone uh-huh. that I was very surprised by. And I was like, oh, okay. Good for you. Um, Because just not, there was not a hint to me at all. And you just go, do you up need a person. drink, a condom? Let me yeah. Know. And I was like, oh my God. Okay, great. Like, awesome. And really like in our hometown, it's like, I knew older people, right? I knew friends of my mom, you know, different people. I knew they were gay. I didn't really know somebody my age that was out. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyways, turn of events. They tell us this because has been playing tummy swords with this boy who is outwardly homophobic and dating one of our friends. Of course. Let's us know. They live near each other and we're, you know, given She's snuck in through the garden gate every Yes, night. literally. Yep. 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 So one, we're we were just like shocked, but then not shocked because again, the person that's like screaming the loudest, I'm like, I think you protest too much. Oh um and two, that, you know, was, you know, having an affair with this guy while, you know. And the shitty thing is then this person was also friends with the girl. And I'm like, just because you're a guy, you know, it doesn't make it any better. Like that you're, it wasn't one of us that was cheating with her boyfriend, that it's you. Yeah, it's, it's not good on either of your just parts. Just as bad. And it's also right, but here's the thing. for her now. <laughs> here's the thing. It'll be a bi woman who's like told that she's the cheater though, right? Like in all of these scenarios, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's, if you know, the homophobe, does he he's by no 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 no. oh no like oh so to this day he never did 
yeah no no no. went like went to college we all went to college together and at college was still the same person he never knew that we knew and I it's not my you know it's not my place to help somebody right but would still hear that stuff and I was I would (laughs) I'm so mean but I would just like start talking about the guy just being like oh I was like yeah you know who I was just hanging out with and I would just drop the name to watch his face to be like "Yeah." yeah motherfucker I know I know that you like it when he sucks your dick. So how about you stop saying shit like that in public? Okay. Keep your dumbass comments to yourself before I out you to your girlfriend, i.e. future wife. Like keep, keep yourself in the closet if you want. Sure. Not my decision, but But don't spew hate to people. (sighs) Like keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. So annoying, obnoxious, gross. I would love, I was like, it's like now I'm like, that's kind of mean, but you know what? It felt great. I would just be like, oh yeah. Have you heard, of, have you heard of so-and-so lately? You know, da, da, da. have you seen them lately? Or I just say something and oh, like how's the he look doing? on their face. Have you seen him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, Oy. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm familiar. <laughs> I think we all know. Yeah. I would say favorite highlights. I don't know. I mean, I've said all of them. I gave you my tabs. Maybe just how cute the moms were was also a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love them. She'd be like, oh, this is how we met. And she's like, mom, like, stop. <laughs> so yeah. embarrassing. I, I don't know. when Charlotte Char came to the house. Mm-hmm. And like for She's her like, to get wait, to experience this is how it's like supposed to be? her family being yeah. like, okay, well, how about you guys come downstairs and, you know, let's do this, whatever. And just acting, you know, just normal and welcoming. And she's just like, this is what a family's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought that was, that was really great. Something that I think is powerful when writers as small as this is, not that many writers mm-hmm. do it, in my opinion. A lot of writers will be very flowery Alexa they'll be like flowery with language of like what something looks like maybe maybe feels like but when a writer talks about scent I don't know why and that's I remember reading um what's her name V.E. Schwab who did Invisible Life of Addie LaRue she talks Mm -hmm. a lot there's a lot of scent in that book and she's like something that makes my She's like, I do it on purpose because you feel more like you're there. You can imagine it. And when mm-hmm. she was talking about how like Shara bought this like lip gloss for me, this mm-hmm. was just my, like this vanilla mint mixed with her lilac scent. And you're like, oh my God, like, I just, I don't mm-hmm. know. It was really cute. And she was so in her head paranoid about, it's like, I hate this girl, but I got <laughs> and I just I can't get that smell out of my head yeah it makes me think about every time that I was insecure about a girl and like college dating a guy I'm like you were looking at her it's like bitch you were looking at her like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah you were looking at it it's like no one oh, wasn't but I was. it's just very relatable because you could see your, yourself in different mm-hmm. characters like there are you know some straight characters too <laughs> in there as well but yeah um so I think we said we would highly recommend yes absolutely are you ready to reveal your book pick because we've never we we've never done we've done like a bonus episode and we've interviewed this author had the honor yes but we've never had her as a pick so I'm excited yeah yeah so um we are reading Tessa Bailey's new book happenstance your choice good choice. my choice I'm so excited to read this because this is like a book out of TikTok, like someone on TikTok. And I remember when it happened, someone said like, Tessa Bailey should write this or whatever. And she was like in the comments and was like, BRB mm-hmm. <laughs> and like had made videos of like the the progress and the journey of like, hey guys, I'm writing this book. <laughs> it's a reverse harem. There's going to be three guys, one girl. I've never written something like this Why before. choose? why choose yes whatever like that kind of stuff and um but I could not find it at Target or Barnes and Noble by the way it is $1.99 on Kindle if you want to purchase it on the Amazon Kindle app or whatever you can I just wanted to see it physically yeah um but it's it takes place in Roosevelt Island if you are not a New Yorker and you don't know what that is and I just stayed there so I was excited about that was like oh um, you have to take a tram to and from the island and you can so, also like, take the subway it's just a pain yeah the tram gets stuck on the way um 
and she's stuck with these three guys. And in doing that, it just creates this whole, you know, crazy thing that none of them have ever experienced where they just kind of all feel drawn together. And then the book is going to, you know, who knows how that's going to go. Oh my God. They didn't have like um, a sex scene in the tram. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But the operator's like, Hey, (laughs) I'm so excited to read it because I just love Tessa. Like I will read whatever she writes. She's so funny. And like, that it's something different, right? It's it's very, she's very rom-com, but like a good amount of spice. Um, and so I'm excited to read it because I've never read actually that's a lie. I read Den of Vipers, which is a why choose book, but that is dark, heavy, effed up. Yeah, um, it's like it, Never King's the same. I'm like, there's blood, there's this gore, is a light, like... yeah. This, yeah, murder mob. Like, this is a very like light, fluffy, um, you know, a marshmallow situation. orgy, um, <laughs> a, a s'mores. A, a s'more situation. You can't have a s'more just a marshmallow. You need the cracker. You need the chocolate. You need the s'more. You need all three together for Did it to be Did you see s'more. her TikTok where she's like, it was like, what's your favorite part of happenstance? She's like, no, I don't have one. And that's like when Gabe comes too fast. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know who Gabe is, but I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> right. You're like, can't wait for that. Um, yeah. yeah. So I can tell you that the... Um, Oh shoot! Now I forgot the name. Never mind. I was gonna say I can tell you all the guys' names, but I already am forgetting one of them. But it's Gabe and Banks, and then I can't think of what the other one is. I want to say it's Tristan, and that's not what it is. It might be Lewis. It's something like that. <laughs> but it's like a um, it's like a professional person, like a you know, not a banker, but like a very professional job. I think he's a coach, a like construction worker, like tattooed guy. The guy that is like the coach looks very much like the Duke in Bridgerton, Um, the tattooed construction guy, and then a famous adult corn star. Um, that (laughs) this is how the girl you can say porn star. Yeah, the girl that that is in the story, Elise, has seen his films before. So, um, so those are like the characters. So it seems like you're gonna get a little bit of everything. You know, the different types of men. Um, you know, none of these people know each other. It also has like a mystery in it because she is like a wannabe reporter and she's trying to break some big story of like corruption with the mayor. So I'm excited. Okay. I'm it's intrigued. Gonna be good. I'm intrigued for sure. So it's a dollar ninety nine in Kindle. Go get it if you want to read it. You with us. literally can't beat it. And no. that's also funny because that Sierra Simone it's written with another author but that merry little meet cute if you're on book talk or anywhere else you've probably seen it I'm like a quarter way through and that's the same thing where it's like oh my like the premise of that (laughs) real quick sidebar the premise of that is she this it starts with this guy who has a um production company and Mm. his production does adult films but he has a separate production company like under a different umbrella where he wants to get into more you know I don't want to say adult films aren't serious, but for lack of a better way of putting it, like mainstream films, right? Mm -hmm. And he gets a deal with like Hallmark and the girl, almost written similar to like a child star, Lindsay Lohan type, the girl along with a bunch of cast, um, they end up like getting all medically effed up at like some music festival, like they got fucked up doing ayahuasca or something. Okay. So real quick, he pulls this girl out of obscurity if you will out of the porn industry he takes her and is like will you be the main star so she is now like the lead on this hallmark movie with this guy who's like oh yeah and it's like from his perspective the shifting point of view and it's like oh god you know but at least i have my favorite porn star to go you know like jack off to i'm so stressed out then he like ends up meeting her so it's the same thing where he like was using her thing and then he meets her and you're like I love that it's just funny that it was like literally written I think Tessa actually has like a blurb on the front where she said how great the book is oh okay I can't wait I have that I downloaded it it's on my Kindle I haven't read it yet so it's my going to bed book where I like put it on my Kindle arm and I like flip it until I'm like sleep but so that's why I've only gone through a quarter and I was working through Mount Olympus which was but this one's good. I'm like <laughs> dying to get to the spicy scene. Cause like, I've just heard nothing but amazing things, excuse me, about Sierra Simone. Um, but I've never read any of her stuff. So yeah, here we go. Um, I also no, have priest downloaded on my Kindle. Exciting. So I think they're going to be two very different books. <laughs> oh gosh, for sure. <laughs> That's going to be very different 
for you. Yeah, yeah. I'll see how far I can get into it. I think I'm far enough removed from like my Christian school. Oh yeah. Drama I, that, that, that for me. It was okay. for me. It Fringy. was it's, it's spicy. I just, yeah, I didn't like the religion in the sex. Like yeah. it's a lot of like, <laughs> this is like spoiler, <laughs> but like this book's been out forever. Like he, like at one point, um, I don't even remember what they're doing, but at some point they're doing something and he's got like oil you know, like what, you know, it's oil or it's lube or whatever. And he's like anointing her while he's doing it. I'm like, sir, <laughs> I would jump up so fast. <laughs> tell yourself whatever you need to tell yourself. Well, you already know. Anyways, <laughs> you guys got to catch us for spicy Saturdays if you want more. <laughs> yes, I know. You know, um, having a little, having a little regret about we're very excited about the merge, but I'm also having a little panic about the merge, remembering Why? that my mom, because <laughs> My mom is allowed to follow this channel. Tell me if it's artwork, you, you, you're in the wrong place. So now you do start it saying if you birth no, that, so we've given birth to you. Yes, <laughs> please. Listening. Yeah, that's still going to, if you hear the, if we give, if we give birth to you, you gave birth to us, run away now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just if you're, if you're our parents head out, please um, take that advice. <laughs> take it. Yeah. No, we're excited. I, I think it's gonna be really fun. We like doing everything together and you know gives us an opportunity to have another voice for things in the future um yeah you know, if there's a book or something that we're reading and beth wants to join in with us or rain I would love, or whatever because like it would also give like a third book choice which i think would be fun if beth did want to hop on this one too like hey yeah. we have a third yeah. um because i honestly just not that i need to plug the redheads but that was my favorite part about the redheads there's four of them yeah. so each week it's like or each month it's like a very different pick yeah they it's have a very different, different taste mm-hmm. oh my god different my dogs like your cat we're like it's done you're done recording now it's the end of the episode so they're like i know i actually thought that that was luna so <laughs> i'm surprised but- it's not my dog Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys next week. We can't wait. But until then, read books. It's it's weird weird out there. there. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed our show, please consider giving us a follow and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Got a book recommendation for us? Send it to halfbakedbookclub at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at halfbakedbookclub. And don't forget to check out our sister podcast, Hometown Spice, where Dylan and her hometown bestie dive into the spiciest reads you can imagine. The Halfbaked Book Club podcast was created, written, and produced by Lana Rich and Dylan Harrison. For more information, head to halfbakedbookclub.com.